Hi, this is Natalie Hoffman of FlyingFreeNow.com, and you're listening to the Flying Free Podcast, a support resource for women of faith looking for hope and healing from hidden emotional and spiritual abuse. Welcome to episode 83 of the Flying Free Podcast. Have you ever been accused of not trusting God because you had to make a decision about something and someone didn't like the decision that you made? Recently, I had to make a decision about something that involved, oh, things like COVID, my kids, and school. I won't go into any details, but one of my teenagers informed me that I probably wasn't a Christian because I didn't trust God. Now, this child was motivated by a very strong desire for something that I wasn't giving her, and she was pulling all the possible arguments out of her toolbox to see which one might be the magic key that would turn the lock and get her mother to give her what she wanted. Teenagers can be very astute when it comes to manipulating their parents. They instinctively know which buttons to push for the very best effect. But they learned this from watching other grown-ups do it. When you hear your kids using Christianity or the Bible or principles like trusting God as manipulation tools to get what they want, you know they probably picked up those tactics from other religious grown-up people. Here's the thing. All the humans want what they want, whether they are religious or secular. All the humans have their own rule books for how everyone else should live and what others should or should not do to them or for them. You do. I do. Our kids do. The bazillions and trillions of people all throughout history all do and did. Now, religious people have thick rule books for themselves and others that are full of their own personal thoughts, programmed into their brains from childhood, but also interwoven with Bible verses to sort of give their manuals that holy flavor. And it gives the people holding their manuals a good feeling that they are right and everyone else is wrong because they've got the Bible to back them up. But you know what? At the end of the day, our manuals for other people are just ridiculous hogwash. And boy, do those manuals cause a lot of heartache for all the humans. Manuals are simply our brain's justification for getting up in everyone else's business. Well, I need to let them know because I care about them so much. When in reality, we really just want the other person to do and believe everything that we do and believe. I know this from personal experience, both from having a manual for others, myself, as well as being beaten over the head by the manuals of all the other people. I've decided that I'm going to spend the rest of my life becoming aware of how my own manual operates, what's inside of it, and how I use it, and trim that manual down to bare bones. I also want to get better at dismissing the manuals of others. Someone else's manual doesn't mean anything until we give it meaning. So when my daughter tells me I'm not trusting God because I won't give her what she wants, I don't have to make that mean anything other than that she really wants something bad enough 
to say things like that to get. It reminded me of another time when I sat across from an older person, a man. He was an elder in the church that eventually excommunicated me. And he told me, as he looked deeply into my eyes, that I didn't even know God because I was leaving my husband. I wasn't living according to his manual. And so he believed he was justified in saying that. But I got to thinking about this whole idea of trusting God. What does it mean to trust God? What does it mean to trust God in a pandemic? Do we just live our normal lives and say, que sera, sera, to whatever happens? Do we take in information and make informed choices? Is that trusting God? Or is that trusting in ourselves? Do we go to the doctor if we're sick? Or do we stay home? Which one is trusting God the most? And and who decides? Should I let my two-year-old play by a bluff or maybe a freeway and then just trust God that he will protect my child? These are the kinds of questions that came up a lot in my prior marriage. There was a lot of confusion over what trusting God meant. And because I tended more toward learning from the things I read, as well as from my own experiences and the experiences of others, I made some decisions that others decided were not the trusting God type of decisions. According to their manuals, I was trusting myself, and they told me so. Jesus tells a story about a business owner who goes away and leaves different portions of his business with three different employees. Two of the employees invest their portions, which means they had to take a risk. They had to make some decisions about what to invest in and then trust that they were acting in the best interest of their employer. Were they trusting their employer or trusting themselves? Did it matter? But one didn't want to take a risk. He didn't live from a stance of love. He lived from a stance of fear. He didn't trust himself or his employer's instructions. And so he chose to bury his portion to keep it safe. Now, usually we read the story and we know how it ends. We've heard the story a million times. Our brains just assume, because we're familiar with the story, that the two investors just knew they would succeed. And that's why they invested and were successful. But if you think about it, how could they know in advance if they would succeed or not? If investing was a sure bet then the last one would have surely done the same. But there had to have been risk involved. That means a decision had to be made, and the last employee was just simply unwilling to make that decision. The way some Christians think today, that man would be considered a man who trusts God. You know, whatever happens, it wasn't his responsibility because he was trusting God. But here's the thing. When the employee came back, that man was actually punished. Why? Because it was his responsibility to make a choice and to do what was best with that money. And hiding the money out of fear wasn't the best choice. Here's the other thing. The guy made a decision even though he didn't make a decision. He decided not to decide. And... That means he chose not to take responsibility. And that right there was his downfall. 
What if trusting God is simply trusting that He is our Abba Father, and we are free to make decisions and fall on our faces sometimes? We're free to stub our toe on a rock while we're running through the fields of grace, and we trust that He loves us no matter what. What if trusting God means that we're free to make mistakes and get messy, as the frizz says on the magic school bus? Because we have a creator who knows that making mistakes is how we will grow the most. What if perfection isn't the goal, but the glorious journey of our relationship with our creator God is the goal? What if we had such audacious trust in God that we could allow the other humans to be exactly who they are and do whatever they want to do, and we could drop our manuals for them? What if we could commit them to Jesus, and then all that would be left for us to do is to love them? I wonder what kind of world that kind of trust in God would create. What Think about that elder again that I sat across from at that meeting table. What if he knew who God was and knew that our God is so much bigger than a dysfunctional marriage, that our God can make beauty out of ashes, and that our God wraps his weeping children in his arms and accepts them just as they are, even when their faith is failing because churches kick them out of the gates and slam the doors on their faces? What if our brothers and sisters in Christ trusted God enough to lay down their control of everyone else? What if we did that? What if we all trusted God enough to stop trying to change our husbands so that we could be safe with them, and we just accepted that they are who they are, and they get to be, and that we also get to be who we are, And we get to be safe if we want to be. We can leave if we need to. We can leave without shame because we are loved and accepted and we all trust our Abba Father to be with us on our way out of hell. I think trusting God looks like all of that and more. So what if we stopped analyzing whether or not we're trusting God enough? And we just went out and lived our lives using the tools that God gave us. He gave us a brain, he, an incredible tool, our brains. He gave us our experiences, our bodies, our education, our wisdom, our relationships, and our love. Let's go out and take the risks we need to take and make a choice to mitigate other risks that we don't want to take. Let's weigh things out and make decisions knowing that God wants us to do that and that we're safe in doing that. And there isn't always a right or wrong to many of our decisions. It's just a choice to be made and God can be trusted in all of those choices. I like to think about this like a chess game, that God can play an infinite number of chess games all at the same time, and he knows all of the moves. There is no move that you can make that is outside of his knowledge or ability to continue playing chess with you. People can't figure this out, of course. God is infinite. He's unfigureoutable. And when they try, it's only because 
they're not really trusting that God's got this. I'd like you to consider the idea that maybe trusting God means living your life in freedom and love because you know, 100% sure, that He's got your back. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more about this along with other subjects that are related to your relationship with God, your relationship with your partner, your relationship with other people, other experiences that you're having in your churches, I'd love to help you out more. If you head over to my website, flyingfreenow.com, you can have access to lots of articles. There's a place where you can sign up and get into a small group of women. Um, we are we just recently started those small groups of women who go through my book, Is It Me? Making Sense of Your Confusing Marriage, along with the companion workbook. And you can also access YouTube videos over there. Lots of different things that I have over there to help you out with. So head over to flyingfreenow.com if you get on my mailing list. I'll just deliver any new content to you conveniently and free in your email inbox. And I'd love to have you on board and help you out that way. That's all I have for you today. Until next time, fly free.